In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters, before we go up to the altar of God to offer infinite and perfect worship unto the Blessed Trinity, let us pause a moment on this the Lord's Day and meditate on the glory of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus has come from Nazareth in Galilee down south into Judah, the southern part of the Kingdom of Israel, and crossed the Jordan River heading west. There in that collection of cities is raised someone from the dead. He spoke that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners, be killed, and on the third day rise. He taught about the sanctity and violability and glory of married life. He taught about the interior life of prayer. And now it says, as Jesus was setting out on a journey, our Lord is heading back east to Jerusalem where he will go to suffer his passion. As the interlude in that, this strange young man runs up as Jesus has done all this and is now getting up to set out on a journey. And not just a journey, the journey. And kneels down and says, Good teacher, what must I do? And he gets it partly right. He comes to the right source but does not recognize. Why call me good? God alone is good. You're close, but until you realize I'm God, you don't know what you're asking. And you know the way of life. That's why you don't ask the right question. Keep those commandments. Don't kill. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness and lie. Don't cheat people. Honor your father and mother. And the young man realizes the implicit lack in that. These I have kept from my youth. You lack one thing. And then it says, Jesus loved him. How? He said, sell what you have. All this stuff that keeps you bound up. And come follow me. Jesus loved him by saying, follow me. And the reaction of that man is to do what? Count the cost. Do the calculation. And when he does that, he goes away sad. For this is always the perennial temptation to count the cost and compare it to God. And when you count the cost and compare it to God, you will always be sad. When everyone says, well, I would do my prayer today except this. I would go to Mass every Sunday except I have that. I would do that spiritual reading except the other. You know what? I would really work on this vice except for this other thing. I would really forgive that person but for this. And what does it always, always, always lead to? Anxiety, anger, resentment, sadness. And then our Lord turns and says, this is hard, right? These commandments you know are hard and you feel that loss because you know you'll fail them. And the apostles say, who can be saved? And our Lord responds rightly, for men and women, impossible. You can't do it. You will have a selfish moment. You will fail it. Impossible. For God, all things are 
possible. How for God are all things possible? They are because God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but shall have life everlasting. And this is eternal life to know the one true God and Jesus the Messiah whom he has sent. And how will you know him when the Son of Man is lifted up from the earth? He will draw all to himself because this is truth. Jesus Christ came to save sinners by going to the cross and paying the debt. And a third day rising from the grave. Why do you look for the living one amongst the dead? Why do you count the cost? Why are you always measuring up? You are always saying, what about me? Don't look for him amongst the dead things. He is not here because he has been raised. And behold, he is with you always unto the end of the age. And on that day of the resurrection, the disciples knew him in the breaking of the bread. All things are possible for God. And it's the pearl of great price. What's it worth? Everything. No more counting the cost. Let go of that sadness. And when you feel your failure, and I have felt it, I know those moments when I had a chance to serve God and I counted the cost and held back. And it was super reasonable. And I could explain it all the day long. And it always made me a little sad. Because I missed an opportunity. Now you know what? For men it's impossible. For God all things are possible. I don't have to always do it because Jesus Christ has done it. I can go to that confessional and be honest and say, I can't do it. And the Lord says, is there no one here to condemn you? Neither do I condemn you. Go. Don't sin anymore. Live that life of grace. Don't count the cost. And when you give everything, you get everything back a hundredfold plus persecutions, right? The sign of the cross plus persecutions with eternal life. And this is life eternal, to know the one true God and Jesus Christ is in. And this is what it means to love somebody, to invite them to know Jesus. Jesus loved him when he said, come, follow me. We love when we invite people to know Jesus Christ. In our own way, right? And you know people I don't know. And you have words and phrases that I don't have. And you have connections that no one else has. And you have a particular genius, your own self. That gospel message, that invitation to know Jesus, you have the ability to make that invitation to someone in a way that no one else has. So let's give all and hold on deeply. As we go to the altar, hold on to that joy. To love someone is to invite them to know Jesus. And this is eternal life, to know the one true God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.